Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series, Return to Me, and I'll Return to You, because Malachi 3.7 says, Yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me, and I'll return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, In what way shall we return? And as we've been discussing, we know that the return is within tithes and offerings. And concerning the tithe, God gave specific directions as to the amount and where it is to go. We do not choose the amount or where it is to be placed. The tithe is simply a return, a stewardship over what belongs to God. We cannot specify what it is to be used for. In other words, we do not have the right to designate any part of it to our own liking. You see, the storehouse, which is the local church or his house, is where it is to be placed without any strings attached. The local church governing body is then to use it according to the instructions given in the word. Now that's genius, and I call it genius, and the instructions are very clear from the Lord. There are many blessings God has promised to those who tithe, and like the tithe, these blessings have not passed away because he's the Lord and he changes not. And yesterday I said, but what if I'm a multimillionaire and my church only has a $30,000 budget per year, for example? If I gave them a million dollars in one year, then no one else would ever have to give. Well, I believe we're supposed to tithe to where we attend church. I think we need to trust God no matter what the amount is, and that we shouldn't divide it up or decide where it goes. Just trust the Lord. If all of us will trust and honor God faithfully according to his word, I believe we'll see a great revival in our land. He said he would open the windows of heaven. There won't be enough room to receive it. He would rebuke the devourer. Our vine shall bear fruit. All nations would call us blessed and will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts out of Malachi 3, 6 through 12. What if I do not go to church? Well, then you're out of his system. You need to return. You are to be a part of the body where he places you, not where you place yourself. Because 1 Corinthians twelve eighteen says, but now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves and bring the tithe to the Lord. If all Christians did that, I believe the great awakening could be in full force. That's one of my prophetic words. I trust the Lord. I don't look at a church's budget or where we live. My tithe goes to where God has sent me to be a part of a body. The amount of it doesn't make a difference. I trust the Lord that he knows what he's doing. And I believe when I allow the Lord to have the authority to the amount and to where it goes, 
that we'll see great things happen in his kingdom on the earth. Again, Malachi 3, 7, yet from the days of your fathers, you've gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. And God says, return to me and I'll return to you, says the Lord of hosts. And then, of course, they asked, in what way shall we return? Well, here's a good question. If the tithe is holy, then what is an offering? Well, we know the tithe is 10% of all our increase, according to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 through 10. Personally, I believe this means the first fruits, or before government taxes are removed, and even before I pay any of my personal bills. In other words, I tithe on my gross income, not on my net income, and I do it first. Our gross income is actually what we're paid. I began tithing shortly after I was saved in February 11, 1979. God has always met my needs and proven his word to be true. I believe the tithe is holy. It's a part, separated, sanctified, sacred, and to be dedicated to him. I believe the tithe is his, and I'm merely a faithful steward of what belongs to him. I do this because he saved me, set me free, healed me, delivered me, and given me eternal life. I do this merely in honor of him, in reverence to him, and to support his kingdom and its success on the earth. I want to see as many people come to know Christ as possible. I would like to see that every tithe seed I have returned has brought a sinner to Christ and given them a purpose in life and a future forever. I will tithe 10% of all my increase to my local church, his house, until the day I go to be with the Lord. I trust him and count it a privilege and joy to be involved with him financially. I love tithing. Well, but what is an offering? Again, the wisdom of God is so great, the offering is also genius. No calculator or deep math equation is necessary here either. No degree in theology or math science is required. There are differences between tithes and offerings. The offering is not the Lord's, it's yours. The offering amount is not decided by the Lord, it is decided by you. Why? Because it's yours. And the placement of the offering is your decision. What it is to be used for can also be designated by you. It's totally separate from the tithe. It is not a part of the tithe. It is any amount given over and above the 10%, being the tithe, of what belongs to the Lord. Now, just as there are differences between the tithes and offerings, there are some similarities between tithes and offerings too. They both qualify as robbing God if not stewarded or given. And they both qualify for great blessings and promises from God. Malachi 3.8 in the message version says, Begin by being honest. Do honest people rob God? But you rob me day after day. And you ask, how have we robbed you? The tithe and the offering. That's how. And then Malachi chapter 3 verses 10 through 12. He instructs, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I'll not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. And that's concerning the tithe. But now concerning giving, that's from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 10. 
But this I say, he which sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. And as it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for your food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Notice that offerings can be sparingly or bountifully, and they're given as you purpose in your heart. This is because you decide the amount and you determine the place and the purpose. I believe many people ask God how much their offering should be, and he returns by saying, whatever you want it to be, it's yours, not mine. Again, the genius, it's stunning, and the tithe and offering is the same for everyone on the planet. Now, here's another tip on God's genius financial system of tithes and offerings. Let no man tell you what to give. Never let anyone prophesy money out of your pocket. I've heard TV preachers say, send your tithe to me. Well, don't do it. It belongs to the Lord and to be given to the house of the Lord, the church where you attend. I've heard other ministers say, the Lord told me for everyone who gives $100, you will see an angel or you will get a blessing or you will see a miracle, etc. Well, don't do it. Only God decides the amount of a tithe, which is 10%, and its placement. And only you decide the amount of an offering and its placement. I have no problem if a minister says there's a need for $1,000 and if 100 people gave $10, we'd meet our goal. But to say, the Lord told me there are 10 people in this room who will give $100, and if that's you, stand up. I say, don't do it. That's prophesying money out of people's pockets. Well, I just gave you my two cents on how offerings are taken, or literally taken. No, I never let a minister tell me what to give. You will never find a specific amount for offerings mentioned in the Bible anywhere. They are mentioned only as sparingly or abundantly, and those amounts are different for everyone. So if the tithe is holy, then what is an offering? I call it simply over and above. It's anything over and above the tithe. I like to think of it this way. The tithe is what we are supposed to do, and the offering is over and above. The tithe is being a faithful steward. The offering is being a giver. We have not given until after we've tithed. The offering is going beyond what is required. It's going the extra mile. It's like working a few minutes overtime without pay just to be sure you do your job with excellence. It's not accepting the status quo, but lifting the standard to a higher definition of excellence. It's not locking the doors at 4.45 p.m. so you can get out of work exactly at 5 p.m. It's offering your employer better work than what you're paid for. It's not accepting substandard, but making sure all you do is beyond the standard. An offering will not accept anything that is inferior or less than perfect. Why? Because it's over and above. If you think the tithe is something, wait till you get involved with offerings. They are over Above, higher, more, better, greater, and over the top. There is nothing that exists on earth like an offering. What would happen if 100% of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ tithed and gave offerings? 
There would be no worldly financial system that could compete. God's financial system of tithes and offerings is genius. Just to let you know, I'm preaching this series specifically because I believe this is a prophetic word for today. Not a word of law, but of grace. Not a work for righteousness, but a work of righteousness. Not a bondage to slavery, but a release to freedom. Not a warning against a curse, but a wake-up call to a blessing, a revival, a great awakening. The wind is a heaven and the rebuke of the devourer. God has made a declaration, and he's challenging us to prove him. Are you in? Well, I'm in. Malachi 3.7 again. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me, and I'll return to you, says the Lord of hosts. Wow. I believe there's a miracle in a dime. God's financial system is supernatural. Tithing is not based upon our own strengths, abilities, jobs, education, degrees, intelligent talents, good looks, or paycheck. It's based upon the miracle power of God, our honor and reverence to him, and our faith to believe his word. He gave an oath. He said to prove him there's a miracle in a dime. Like God says, return to me and I'll return to you. Well, it's time to go. See you tomorrow, same time, same place. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.